the Alter Rebbe in the Torah and Pashas Pinchas has a remarkable explanation for the unique opportunities that exist here on earth versus the opportunities we have in Gan Eden. And he focuses on two things, two distinctions between uh, the opportunities we have here on earth, which we don't have when we're in Gan Eden. One is the concept of tshuva. On earth, it's uh, we, we can do tshuva. A person can be utterly evil one second, and by experiencing a moment, an instance of, of, of regret and remorse, you transform yourself from one extreme to the other. You become a tzaddik. Now that's a remarkable thing, that a person can be steeped in utter evil, the deepest annals of corruption and uncleanliness, and within a moment's time, a person can be transformed and transition completely into a world of utter holiness and good. That's a remarkable thing. In Gan Eden, it's too late. You can't do tshuva there. Whatever baggage a person brings with them, that's what they stuck with. If you bring evil with you, then the evil defines your status and it obstructs your ability to connect with the divine light that shines in Gan Eden. The only way to get rid of the and to purge the uh, evil uh, that has been uh, attached to the person's soul is through uh, the Hashem doing it, Hashem, uh, the Gehenim. And, but the person himself cannot change that. The person is set, whatever he is, he is. You're defined by whatever actions and whatever lifestyle and behavior you engage in, that, that becomes who you are. And it's, it's, uh, there's no way of reversing it. Here on earth, it's very different. You can be very evil one second, the next second you're a tzaddik. He says, why is that so? What's the deeper reason for this distinction? Another distinction, a person can be really evil, but yet does a mitzvah. One mitzvah. Whole life is just a string of evil actions, one after another. The entire life of the person is steeped in evil. And somebody asks him to put on tefillin, at that moment when he does the mitzvah, he's connecting with Hashem himself. As Chidus called it, Atzmas Ein Sof. At that moment, all the evil he's been steeped in his entire life is irrelevant. At that moment, he's creating this, what they call a wormhole. He is instantly transported to another universe, a universe where he is bonding with Hashem. There are no words to describe the contradiction in that person's life. One moment he's steeping in the worst, in the deepest, lowliest annals of evil, and just in a second he does a mitzvah and is connecting with the most sublime level of godliness. That type of contradiction doesn't exist in the heavens. You're either steeped in evil, then you're evil. 
then you're not you're not a um, susceptible to godliness or to because godliness, the godly world and the world of evil, are opposite universes. They have nothing in common. They're they're completely antithetical to each other. To be able to transition with ease, within seconds, from the the, the lowliest, uh, from Sha'il Tachtis, and to instantly connect with the essence of Hashem, is a remarkable idea that we don't appreciate enough. But that's what this Olam Hazi is about. And Al-Tareb explains this the following. It says there are two relationships Hashem has with creation, with the world. And with the worlds, not just one world. He created this physical world. He created many spiritual realms. In Ganeidin itself, there are many endless levels. He says in this, phys- in, in, let's start with Ganeidin. The upper worlds are very much defined by the nature of their um, ability to perceive God. The more refined the world, the greater the measure of divine light that radiates in that world. And that becomes the definition of that world. That world is basically um, restricted by the measure of refinement, spiritual refinement, and how transparent it can become to the divine light that's being radiating through it. So the loftier worlds have a higher level of radiance of divine light, so they're more transparent to God. Lower worlds are less transparent. Their consciousness is basically based on the limited boundaries that defines their existence. The level of refinement that defines their consciousness, their conscious existence. So therefore, if somebody's evil and comes into Gan Eden, there's a, there's a clash. The two don't, can't coexist. There's a problem. The person has to undergo a very serious process of cleansing and refinement. In this world, there's no contradictions. You can be evil and then connect with Hashem in the deepest level at the same time. Why is that? Because this world is governed not by a revealed, measured um, radiance of God's presence. In the world, this world is so dark, there's no divine radiance whatsoever revealed. It's governed by Hashem's transcendence. Hashem is His infinite. And to His level of infinity, it is irrelevant whether it's dark or light, whether the world is a crude world, um, a dark world or a bright world, it's all equal to him because he's so infinitely great that n- everything is equal to him. And this physical world has a greater connection with that level of divine energy, divine vitality. It's called Sev of Kalalmin. And that's why in this world we have mitzvahs because mitzvahs bring down that level of divine, of the divine, the, the infinite divine which is transcendent, we reveal it through mitzvahs here in the world. This is why in this world, being evil one second and and transitioning instantly to the purest, most sublime world of holiness is possible because 
this world is governed by a level of divine energy that is so infinite where contradictions are not contradictions. That's why tshuva works. So and that's why we can go over to a Jew in the street who is uh, steeped in the worst type of unclean behavior. And we ask him, would you please don't put on tefillin? And it's hard to appreciate what we accomplish by asking a Jew like that uh, to put on tefillin. Right? We go to a beach, the person uh, barely has any clothes on, and we say, put on tefillin. No, of course, we ask him to dress a little bit. But as most people look at this, most from people, this is, these Chabadniks are crazy. You take a Jew like this and you expect him to put on tefillin and say a bracha and connect with Hashem. Look what, look what he looks like. But what people don't appreciate is this insight of the Alta Rebbe. In this world, it's possible. There's a famous story with the Chayz of Lublin that a Jew was couldn't go to the Chayzer, but his friend did go to the Chayzer, so he sent a note with his friend to deliver to the Chayzer for a bracha. And when the friend went to the Chayzer the first night of Hanukkah, and gave his own note, and then he gave his friend's note. And when the Chayzer opened his friend's note, he said, I can't read it. It's The person who wrote this note is wallowing in the lowliest places of evil, in the abyss of evil. So this chassid was very shocked because he knows his friend. He's not a bad guy. But he didn't say anything. Two nights later, again, he walked over to the chayzer. There was a long line of people. And he gave him the same note again. And when the chayzer looked at this note, the same note. And he said, wow, who is this guy who wrote this note? His neshama is shining in all the upper worlds. So this chassid was very shocked. Two nights ago, he says, this guy is wallowing in, the, in an abyss of evil. And now... He's praising him to heavens. So when he went back, he asked his friend, what did you do on the first night? He said, oh, on the first night, I was gambling. I was playing cards, Hanukkah. The gambling is not a clean occupation. What did you do two nights later? He says, oh, at this in this hour, I was lighting the Hanukkah menorah. So then he understood. A person can be one, one moment steeped in evil because he's doing an Avera, and the very next moment, he's connecting with Hashem in the deepest way. This is also a way of giving person a, a sense that a person, even if a person failed and did something wrong, often the Yetzirah comes then and, and, and slams him and says, Ah, you, look what you just did. So don't expect to daven like a Jew. No, that in Olam Hazi, here in this world, what you did a second before has no bearing on the opportunity that you have in the next moment. Because we're dealing with Sevev Kalalme, which is so infinitely transcendent that darkness and light is both equal. You can transition with ease from one universe to the other, even though those universes are uh, polar opposites. But in this world, these polar opposites can coexist, and that's a great opportunity.